Welcome to Educator Forever, where we empower teachers to innovate education. Join us each week to hear stories of teachers expanding their impact beyond the classroom and explore ways to reimagine teaching and learning. Dr. Melissa Bloom is the founder and CEO of Expanse Strategists, where she partners with purpose-led CEOs. She's all about transforming businesses so they can positively impact society. Melissa began her career as a high school English teacher and progressed through the administrative ranks. After four years as an assistant superintendent, she decided to step into the corporate world. Crediting her background in education as a superpower, her journey through various C-suite roles has shaped her unique approach to leadership and success. An expert in business, education, and women's leadership, Melissa's insights are rooted in her predictable success model, guiding teams towards transformative growth. She's also the author of Queen Bee Chronicles, empowering women to challenge biases and spark change. Hi, Melissa. Welcome. I'm so glad to have you here. Hi. Thanks, Lily. I'm excited to be here. Yes. Awesome. Well, I always start with the same gigantic question, um, which you can take in any direction that you'd like, <laughs> okay. which is tell us about your journey as an educator. Sure. I started off as an educator. That was my first job out of college. Well, actually, it wasn't my first job out of college, but it was my first real job out of college. I uh, started as a high school English teacher, um, and I looked like a kid, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that, that was a little intimidating at first. I did that for five years while I was earning my administrative degree uh, for principal, being the principal. Um, did not go into being a principal right away, actually. I left to do consulting for a regional office of education. So I worked kind of as a liaison with the state with grants and things with schools. Did that for two years and then was asked to go back to the school where I started and be an assistant principal. Did that a few years. And then I got called into the superintendent's office and they said, hey, we're going to make you principal next year. And I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to be a principal. Like, I'm good. I'm good. I just kind of got this thing figured out. And uh, it was like, nope, we've already got it figured out. You're going to be principal. Um, so that first year, there's, I don't think there's a harder job on this planet than being a principal, quite honestly. <laughs> I believe that. I've never oh been a principal, goodness. but I absolutely believe that. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that first year, I don't think I slept ever. Um, did that for four years. Turned out to really love it. Uh, high school kids are hilarious and you know, just a different breed. Um, and then I did four years as assistant superintendent for curriculum and uh, like hiring, basically. So that was exciting. Um, then it was like, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. I had my doctorate. There wasn't really anywhere to move up in the district I was in. And I live in Illinois. So if you're going to get a different superintendency, you're probably moving. And I had three kids and we had just moved. And so that wasn't really an Not appealing option. Mm -mm. <laughs> no, no. My husband's a teacher too. So there were complications that, and that's what led me to seek outside of education. Yes. Yeah, so interesting. I love hearing about people's different journeys. <laughs> and I love too, like the things that you thought that you might not like, like you ended uh -huh. up liking in some yes. ways, right? Yes. Like it's always not a binary. <laughs> oh no, no, no. <laughs> something yeah. that we can learn from. Definitely um, try new stuff. 
Yeah, absolutely. And so thinking about uh, then your next step, you know, I think mm-hmm. you then transitioned into the corporate world. I did. And so I'm I wondering did. a little bit about how that transition happened and also sure. just personally and professionally what you kind of reflected on in your own skills and experiences to make that leap efficiently. Yeah. So it's interesting because I didn't really know anybody who had left education to do anything corporate or outside of education. So there wasn't really this community to ask, hey, how do you do this? So I just started applying for things that I thought I could do and that I had transferable skills. And I was kind of looking at not-for-profits, honestly, because I have I have a lot of experience with volunteering and not-for-profits. And I was applying for positions. Now I realize I probably had no right to be applying for in some <laughs> um, But, you know, I was thinking, well, what of my skills are transferable? Um, I ended up being interviewed by a company that was running the Marzano Research Center and uh, in charge of Dr. Marzano's evaluations for teachers and leaders. And I interviewed for it and I thought it was, I thought it went terribly. And I was like, oh shoot, that would have been a really cool job. Um, Surprise, I got a call back uh, Mm -hmm. and I ended up taking that position. So I worked with Dr. Marzano for, actually I worked with Dr. Marzano the whole time I was in that role, but um, that was really exciting uh, because I mean, who hasn't read a book by Dr. Marzano, right? Um, So that was really neat. Uh, You know, the imposter syndrome is real. You know, just like I had it going into a principalship, right? Sometimes you kind of need people to say, yeah, you can you can do this. Mm-hmm. In that role, um, I didn't have a whole lot of need at first to have business acumen. You know, I was still very much in academics, talking about stuff I've talked about before. You know, I led evaluation in my prior role. So that wasn't very uncomfortable um, for me. But as the company started to grow and I started to get promoted, um, I I had a lot of different titles in the four years that I was there. I needed to start picking up more business acumen. And the biggest, I think the biggest thing people would have going for them is to not wait until you know you need it. It's to start educating yourself in advance and sort of demonstrating that you have the wherewithal and that the ability to to move those skills in a transferable way because the the corporate world doesn't always realize that you know mm-hmm. so for example a few years later um we our our CFO left and we didn't have a CFO for a year in the company but i had picked up enough financial awareness and i knew how to pick up what i didn't know enough to keep it going for a year so i did that for a year too until we hired someone else. Yeah. I mean, everything in education is so transferable. It's just sometimes you have to prove it a little bit, not only to other people, but to yourself. Yes, absolutely. And I think it's like, I absolutely positively agree that teachers can really do anything and transfer Mm -hmm. our skills, but that's not to say that there aren't new things to learn. Absolutely. And so I think sometimes that is like the piece that gets missed. Yes. You know, that there are always things to learn. And of course, in a new role, there's going to be a huge learning oh, yeah. curve. Any new role. Yeah, absolutely. But teachers, you know, we're experts on learning. We can figure it out. But I think yep. that 
that also feels different sometimes. It has for me starting a business and learning about business stuff and all sorts of things that were like very outside of my comfort zone. Right. Um, Just that effort, you know, and focus of being like, I am learning this specific skill right now. Yes. yes. Can feel exciting and intimidating. It can. And it's not comfortable to be in a place of where you don't feel like you're an expert in something. And, you know, when you've been in education for a while, you, you've been the expert in your classroom and your subject area. And then it's like, Oh gosh, I don't, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, <laughs> but you, you do, you know, that, I mean, how many times did we all get thrown a new class at the last minute and have to, I, I mean, I always felt like I was teaching something I'd never even read before, you know, just staying a week ahead of the kids. The kids. Yes. <laughs> we know how to do it. Yes, absolutely. So then in your role, um, that you were just talking about, you know, you were the CFO, you wore many hats. And what would you say you kind of learned through that process? Well, when I left the company, um, I was president. So I, I reported directly to the CEO. And um, first of all, I learned that I could pretty much pick up whatever I needed to in in the business world. Uh, and I learned to stop being intimidated by new things because um, really everything is just kind of a layer, you know, on top of each other. And I also learned that I don't need to be an expert in everything. Um, you need to hire experts. Once you get to a certain level, you, nobody wants you to be the expert because that's what you hired them for, right? So I really learned how to develop a good team around me. Uh, and I always had the philosophy, you know, from when I, when we hired a new principal to replace me, my philosophy was I want to hire a principal who's going to do a better job than I did. And so when, when I looked at the team we were hiring, that was sort of, you know, I want to hire somebody, people that are going to fill my gaps and make me a better leader, but also that I'm going to make them better leaders. So that was a really big takeaway. Yes, absolutely. I feel like that's a big learning I have been yeah. doing as a business owner of mm-hmm. starting off and having to do all the things, right? Right, like, right. All right, I'm just going to try and figure it out and learn all the things and yes. things that I'm not good at, yes. i.e. graphic design. Yes. Well, how much do you need to know before you ask somebody else to step in? You know, that was another yeah. thing. How much do I need to know to understand it? And then I can, you know... Yes, it on or hire for it. Yeah. And hire somebody who's better. You know, I think that that's been so freeing to me to be like, okay, like, yeah, I have, I'm glad that I had the years of having to do Mm -hmm. things all on my own because I have that baseline of like, okay, I basically know how Facebook ads work, but I (laughs) don't want to run on myself. I don't want too many more. Yes. Exactly. (laughs) So then I can give directions and look at the data and understand if things are working. Because right. I was really in the weeds, but now I have somebody doing it who is so much better than I right. ever was because that's her only, you know, that's her specialty. Yeah. Yeah. I was over the sales department too. Yes. <laughs> These are the things I was like, are you kidding me? I was over sales too. I, I didn't, I'm not a salesperson. I mean, actually I am. We're all salespeople. Once you get to corporate, you kind of realize you're a salesperson, right? But I didn't think of it that way then. Um, and I didn't pretend to to be the expert with the sales team, you know, here's our strategy. I can look at the data, but if it's not working, we need to kind of figure this out together. Um, And I think that's another thing is just being humble 
about what you bring and what you don't bring and listening to, you know, to people telling you when they have more expertise in an area than you do. Absolutely. And you don't have to know it all. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> like give yourself some grace, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there are a lot of times I apologize, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. And so I know now you've started your own business. I Can did. you tell us yes. a little bit about that and how that came oh. about? Yeah, sure. So the company I was at left as a president. Um, it had, it, we had gone through COVID, right? And it was, it's an education company and we were putting people in schools. So really difficult time in schools, right? So I learned very quickly. We learned as a team very quickly how to pivot and deliver what we needed to deliver and, and not lose clients. And that was pretty affirming, you know, to be able to do that. And at the same time, I was leading the scaling of the company. Uh, it had a had a fabulous it has a fabulous mission. Very you know very impactful on society to change to close the education gap for and equity for all students. To do that takes scale, right? And I scaled the company. We scaled. 200% in operating profit in a year, um, 57% in our professional services. And by the end of that, that time, I thought, you know, if I really want to have an impact on missions, and remember, I had been interested in not-for-profits too. I like want to help people change the world. I thought um, if I could help other education companies and not-for-profits do what we just did here. Maybe we could all collectively speed up this change the world thing because there's a lot of really great missions and it's going to take a lot of people to change education systemically. So yeah, it was a little bit of a philosophical leap of faith. <laughs> I guess it goes back to being called in until I was going to be a principal. That must have been life-altering decision-making. <laughs> yes, I love that. I mean, I think that's fantastic. And I absolutely yeah. agree. I mean, there are so many things that need to change in education. Yes. So many people who have really great ideas yes. about how to change things in education, yes. and also can't do it all. And nope. so I think that one of the best things that people can do, you know, <laughs> is get some mentorship and some guidance yeah. from people who have been right. there. And right. done the things that they want to do. Yes. And so I truly appreciate that as a yeah. mission. And I think you have to have a strong passion or mission when starting your own thing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, there are benefits, you know, for those of your listeners that are thinking about stepping out into corporate. And I've learned in talking to people um, now that I'm in this role, the education is such a strange world for people who haven't worked in it. Even if they're running an education company, if they haven't actually worked in the district office, the budgets are strange, the hiring cycles are strange, the calendar year's different. Yes. <laughs> so there's all these, so being able to bring that to an education company with not only my ed tech and you know corporate experience, but I actually sat in the decision maker seat and like, decided if we're going to buy this education tech or this program is a huge benefit to 
Absolutely. Yes. I mean, I've been in that situation so many times at education companies yes. where people have a very different idea yeah. of what yeah. it's like to be in schools. And I think especially mm-hmm. like be in schools recently, right? People think right. sometimes like their own experience being a student can be applied in all sorts of situations, which is not true. And I think no. just like the reality of being a teacher or being an administrator yes. or being in the district office, all of those things, you have to know it by having done oh it. Oh my gosh. Correct. Correct. Yeah. And, and we already put so much on educators' shoulders. Yes. You know? Yes. By Absolutely. That, that I think it's hard for people to understand. Yeah. It is. It is. Yes. So I, that's the other. Th- I just, I want to be able to bring a, a real voice of customer, maybe to companies that don't have that right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And just like, uh, I mean, if you can do it at the beginning, right? Like yes. I've also been in so many situations where it's like a company has developed an education product that they've been working <laughs> on for many years. And then now five years later are testing it in classrooms. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, Let's not do that. Right. <laughs> well, and the model that I use, you know, really sets up the right cadence of of when you should do that right so gosh please don't develop a tech product and wait for five years to find out if it's a sustainable market right bad idea yeah don't do that don't do that yeah (laughs) awesome well i'm so excited about the work that you're doing and i i love hearing about your whole journey i'm wondering if thinking about our listeners Or maybe like, how could I use my skills beyond the classroom? Mm -hmm. Or maybe I want to move into the corporate world, or maybe Mm -hmm. I want to start my own education business. Mm -hmm. What advice would you give them about transitioning outside of the classroom or outside of the school building? Well, now I know that there are communities, you know, LinkedIn is full of other people who are looking to do that. There are coaches now to do that. And that's a huge benefit that I did not have or I didn't know it was out there. If it was, it probably was. Um, So first, I would familiarize yourself with what what have other people done that was successful for them. No need to recreate the wheel. And then the other thing I've told people who have asked me is to sit back with your resume because education is so lingoed, right? Um, sit back with your resume, maybe maybe have somebody who's in corporate, a friend or a relative or whatever, sit with you and talk through the education speak and transfer it to real world other people understand that aren't sitting in a classroom. You know, classroom management, what is, is that? You've got teamwork, you've got, you know, leadership, you've got the leadership development. There's all sorts of things that are transferable. But if you just put an education resume in front of a corporate uh, person who's never hired an educator, they don't know how to make that transference. Absolutely. Yes. I always give the advice of like, give it to a friend uh, who's not in education. Can Mm -hmm. they understand what you're talking about? I mean, mean, we just use so many acronyms. And then there's like regional acronyms of people's tests and things like that, where it's like, we don't know what that means. Well, and chat so, GPT is a is a great tool for that too. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And then thinking about it, I think with that lens of like, is it telling my unique story too? Right, right. Yes. And any with the hiring market the way that it is, I think that's really important um, 
to tell that unique story. And and why does education give you value add over somebody who went a traditional path and maybe they've worked in that field before? What are you bringing that's very unique to that mm-hmm. position? Definitely. Yeah. And I think like that is all a good thought exercise mm-hmm. to do in the application process too. Yes. Of yes. really reflecting on your experience, which is hard it's, sometimes to be like, what so have hard. I learned over the past 20 years? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, it's really hard. Uh, you know, I always thought, oh, I'm going to write that down. That would, that would be a good example someday. And I could never remember them when I yeah. did. So maybe if you're ever thinking about doing it, start writing things down. That might be helpful. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Even just like some chicken scratch on a notebook. Oh my gosh. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, I that's wish, huge. Side note, I always wish I had more pictures of myself as a classroom teacher. I don't have any. Yeah, I have like one. Actually, I don't <laughs> think I have any. Yeah. So I have to go wrangle some yearbooks or something. That's a very good suggestion. <laughs> public speaking. I mean, what principal doesn't public speak? Oh, right? yeah. And you're in front of community and you're like the PR person in some roles. I mean, there's just so much. By the time you're a principal, you wear like every hat in every position known to man. I mean, sometimes you're a doctor, sometimes you're the police, sometimes you're a counselor, something. You know? There's absolutely. a lot. Yes, absolutely. And the financials oh, and yeah. the yes. counseling people. Family family counseling. I mean, it's like everything. Yes, all the things. Scheduling? I got scheduling, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's a vote of confidence for people too. When you really sit mm-hmm. back and you're like, what do I do all day, every day? Yes. Probably thousands of things. Thousands of things. And yes. so it's like picking those apart, making the time to reflect. Because as you say, like, because we're doing thousands of things, we don't have time to reflect or right. really keep that list or right. really have the mental space to even yes. think about all that we've learned. So I think right. like carving out that time and seeing it as a process too. Absolutely. Well, and when you start to apply, you know, to well, I think this is true, even if, if you're applying it within education, but being able to quantify your success, you know, that's almost an expectation in corporate. You know, I talked about, you know, scaling 200%. It's a little harder, I think, when you don't have a comparison, but teachers have a lot of data. So mm-hmm. thinking also about how you can structure that data to mean something uh, as an outcome for the position that you're interested in. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's just a different way of looking at things. It is. And positioning yourself. Mm -hmm. And again, like it doesn't have to be perfect the first time that you try it. No, no, no. Uh -uh. And there are a lot of education companies that hire former educators too. It's not like you have to go completely out of the realm of education. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I love all that advice and hearing about (laughs) your journey beyond the classroom and uh, your awesome new business. And so I'm wondering if you can tell people where they can connect with you. Yeah, absolutely. I'm most active on LinkedIn. So, so far, I think I'm the only Melissa Bloom in education world in LinkedIn, but my handle, I believe, is Melissa Bloom slash ES. And my email is mbloom at Expanse Strategists. Wonderful. We'll put all the links down below too. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks so much, Melissa. Thank you. Appreciate it. You too. Bye. Bye. Ready to find rewarding, impactful work in the education world? 
Take our free quiz to discover your next right career step. Will you be a curriculum developer, an education consultant, instructional coach? The list of possibilities goes on and on. Take the quiz to find out the best fit for you at educatorforever.com slash quiz. You'll also receive customized resources to kickstart your dream career and life.